Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Global uh, Finance and Business Conference. It's such an honor to have each and every one of you here today. Thank you to our speakers and our sponsors. At this time, I welcome our Master of Ceremonies, Dr. Lakeisha James. She's the CEO and founder of Designer Events by Lakeisha. Welcome. Thank you, Gigi. I'm very happy to be here. On behalf of Life Service Center of America, LLC, Regaline Sabat and Donna Campbell, we welcome you to the Global Finance and Business Conference. I hope you are ready to hear about finance and business. These speakers will be speaking on their expertise, and we know that you will find something that you did not know about finance and business. So grab a pen and your notepad and take notes. I'd like to introduce our host and co-host. Regaline Sabat, she's a motivational keynote speaker, five-time best-selling author, life coach, first-generation Haitian-American, the host of Walk With Me podcast on JRQ-TV, financial expert and CEO and founder of Life Service Center of America, LLC, and which is endorsed by Les Brown. Our co-host is Donna Campbell. She's known as the Mind Whisperer. Donna combines her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Donna has over 25 years combined years of professional experience. As a former financial advisor, her book, Financially Fit, is a number one Amazon international best-selling bringing together the world of money and the energy, body, and the soul's essence. She is a professional speaker, sharing her techniques during interactive workshops and maintaining international private practice. So welcome to our host and co-host, Regaline Sabat and Donna Campbell. All right. Thank you so much for having us and letting us host everybody and the attendees and all of the panelists that are coming here together, because I really believe it's time to move forward with business and finance and really, really redefine what true financial fitness is. So here we are to educate, to share our wisdom, to really make a movement in the world today. Absolutely. So everyone, make sure to grab a pen and paper. And again, stay tuned. You want to make sure you're staying for the two hours, okay? So you don't miss anything. This event is to educate others in regards to finance and business in a positive manner. So stay tuned. Absolutely. So we're going to go to our first speaker. Josh, is he here? Yes, the financial. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. Hey, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm about to introduce you. Our first speaker is Dash Jelensky. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He is the financial quarterback. Love that. Radio host, TV commentator, and best-selling author. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our first speaker, Josh Jelensky. Hi, everybody. It's Josh Jelensky, the financial quarterback here. And first, I want to talk briefly about something that I go through with clients every day called the model for financial success. First off, we want to talk about the desire. We all desire a financial life that performs to our MFP or maximum financial potential. Ideally, our financial lives should contain five key ingredients, long-term wealth, retirement income, minimized taxes, lasting legacy, and reducing costs and risks. And along the way, we seek to keep you organized, flexible, and easy to control. Now, oftentimes you see these, you know, financial commercials and they say, what are your goals? Well, I always find that people have the same goals. They want legacy. They want reduction of risks, reduction of taxes, and retirement income. But the biggest problem that I see 
is that we operate uh, under what's called the financial junk drawer mentality. You know, like you have a financial, uh, you know, you have a junk drawer in your house, you have the keys there, you have maybe cufflinks or purse or wallet or whatever. You have that drawer in your house that has a bunch of stuff. Well, too many of us, we're successful in our businesses. Uh, we're focusing on our clients that we don't have time to organize our financial junk drawer. And if there's one tip I want to give you today. Make sure you organize your financial junk drawer. Because now you may be a very organized person too and still have what we call the junk drawer mentality. Why? Because you make decisions one at a time with different people under different circumstances. And maybe you're feeling that your life is disorganized. Or maybe you're very organized, but you're lacking a coordination. Or things are non-integrated, inefficient, ineffective, and hard to manage. Uh, it's sort of like you're driving down the super highway of your financial life with one foot on the gas pedal and the other on the brake. What do I mean by that? So many of us want to pay off our mortgages, be debt-free, and then max out our 401k. And then when you retire, you have no more deductions because your kids are gone out of the house, hopefully. And not only are your kids out of your house, but your mortgage is paid off, hopefully. And then when you take money out of your 401k, that's taxed. Uh, and it's taxed at your ordinary income bracket. So that's one way in which the traditional financial planning paradigm is you're accumulating. But then when you have all this money to draw from, you're actually putting yourself in a higher tax bracket. So number one problem I see is people do not understand the financial junk drawer. The second problem, and this is the biggest, is wealth eroding factors. These are financial elements that are working against us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. What are they? Inflation, taxes, market fluctuation, law changes, lawsuits, technological changes, unexpected life events, fees and consumer financing, increased standard of living, and planned obsolescence, meaning things break down and we have wear and tear. So if there's two tips I want to give you from a defensive side, organize your financial junk drawer using a verifiable model. I'll talk to you a little bit about that, what is, is in a moment. And then make sure you have a plan that incorporates not just offense, but also defense against the wealth eroding factors. Money is more like an orange than it is a number. What do I mean by that? If we put an orange down on the table and come back five years from now, what's going to happen to that orange? You can shovel up even five months from now, five weeks from now, the orange is going to get all moth-eaten and gray and gross, and you don't want to eat it. Money's like that. There are physical properties working against it. So what is the solution? And I'll make this available. If anybody wants it, uh, you can message me, email me, call my office at 888-988-JOSH, and I will give you your very own customizable model. But even if you don't use us, uh, make sure you have a financial model and verification software. And what does that incorporate? Five key ingredients, cash flow, meaning even if you have a lot of money, you have to know money coming in, money coming out. Two, debt management. Three, uh, protection. You got to build your moat before you build your castle. Car insurance, home insurance, wills, trusts, 
estate plan, disability insurance, life insurance. Then you want to look at your savings accounts as well as your growth accounts, real estate, funds, ETFs, stocks, IRAs, 401ks. That's like your castle. So you want to make sure you have a well-stocked moat with alligators and a castle. And we have a model where we can organize your financial junk drawer so you focus not only on how you're growing your money, but also on what you get to keep at the end of the day. I think I have five minutes, so five minutes are up. Thank you so much. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. And if you want a financial modeling tool, I'll give you one for free if you call my office at 888-988-JOSH. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, the financial quarterback. Love that. Thank you for sharing, Josh. Our next speaker is Christy Love. Christy is an award-winning speaker, confidence and public speaking coach, executive teacher, author of the book From Stage Fright to Superstar, and podcast host of Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Christy Love. Hi, Gigi and Dr. James. Thank you so much for being here. I want to start off by asking you this. What is the one thing that is killing our businesses today? And that is the lack of communication skills by their employees and staff. You see, what we have lost is the human-to-human connection. You know, people are doing what? They're on one of these things, scrolling and texting and talking. They're forgetting about having uh, about being able to communicate effectively with the internal and external customer. And so over the next few minutes, I'm going to go over how to become a masterful communicator in your corporation. Okay. I am an executive trainer and I work with multiple businesses, but let me just start by just sharing my journey. My journey started about 19 years ago. I was working on climbing a corporate ladder in a Fortune 500 company, and I found that I was lacking effective communication skills to do that. Actually, I had glossophobia, which is stage fright times 1,000. I couldn't speak. I couldn't communicate. And I had a job which required me to meet and greet with leaders of other major corporations. And I couldn't speak. I couldn't even leave a voicemail or leave a voicemail. Um, um, answer a phone call, leave a voicemail. It was that bad. And that's what allowed me to dive deep into learning the art of um, communication and becoming a great presenter and also public speaking and connecting with people. All those skills are so, so valuable in the workplace. Fast forward, I went from having that stage fright uh, and not being a great communicator and working so hard to excel in the corporation I was working for to being the face and the voice of CEOs. And now, of course, I'm my own CEO, but I'm just here to tell you that learning a skill can open up doors of opportunities for you that you have never even imagined. And so we're going to go over just a few steps, our tactics on how to become a more masterful communicator, whether you're speaking with the internal or the external customer, right? And that's speaking with other staff members uh, or leaders within the company or team members. But remember, communication is very effective, again, whether you're speaking to uh, patients or clients or customers as well, because anyone walking in that door, you're going to need to work on establishing that bond with them. And let's start first with those uh, employees who have a hard time with this, right? Have a hard time with this. You know, when we are put on the spot, 
even though we may have a position that requires us to kind of get out more, we may kind of throw back a little bit. And that's kind of like the form of stage fright. All these negative insecurities and discomforts uh, in our body just start to surface. And we're like, what in the world is that, right? However, let's think about where's that coming from? I know for me, it came from all that negative stinking thinking I was uh, thinking of, or talking to myself, you know, internally. Uh, things like, oh, I'm not good enough, or they're going to judge me, or they're going to criticize me, or hey, I'm not as good as she is, who's been doing this for 20 years, or I'm not great as he is, who's been doing this for 30 years, right? Uh, you really have to work on just being okay with you and overcoming perfectionism. But on the other side, I want you to really look deep and go back to your childhood. Think about what your parents used to say, uh, be quiet, shut up. You know, you go to school and your teachers would say, hush, shh. And you suppress even more and more and more. And then now you're an adult, right? You think that you can, you know, communicate with anyone, but you can't, right? All of that negative thinking, thinking is going to weigh you down and cause you to really hold back. So there's a, there are ways that you can work around that to gain more confidence and really get yourself out there. Because remember, the more you get yourself out there, the more you're able to connect with people, the better you're going to increase your bottom line, right? Get repeat buyers and also referrals. Now, on the other side of becoming a masterful communication is the actual public speaking tactics, right? Uh, for instance, uh, what do you think when you're talking to someone and their eyes are going all over the place. You're probably thinking that, hey, that person's not telling the truth. That person's not truthful, right? Well, that's one thing that you don't want, uh, let's say, a, a customer to feel about you. You want to be seen as someone they can trust and someone who really cares about their needs, wants, and desires so that you can really enhance and help them find the best solution to their needs. But it all starts with having great eye contact and, and next, being able to listen, right? Uh, people forget that communicating involves actually being quiet and actually listening to what the person says, right? That's the best way that you're gonna find out what's going on with them and be able to help them in the best way that you can. And again, that goes so, so far. So for the salesman, let's give an example. Let's say someone comes in um, to your, let's say a dealership and it's a woman with 11 kids and this is a true story. And she's looking for a car and she has a little bitty car that she has to drive and transport kids to various schools throughout the day. Well, that little bitty car doesn't work for her. So why would you sell her a little, another little bitty car? You're going to sell her a bus. You know, like I said, it's a true story. This lady actually needed a bus to transport her children, but it gave her the time freedom that she needed to make one trip to drop everyone off, come home and kind of do some things that she needs to do and kind of relax a little bit. Now, um, there's other... Uh, public speaking tactics such as vocal inflection. You can probably see it in my voice, right? I'm not monotone, I'm not boring, but I'm really interested in what other people have to say and people really feel that because I, I really and genuinely want to help them. And so you must come out in a more authentic manner. And lastly, I know my time is almost up, but I just want to say, or ask you this question, what's the fastest way to get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, and practice. You have to practice your craft. And the more you practice your craft and know all that you can about your area expertise, that's when you're going to really shine as an employee.
Now, uh, we talked about a lot of things, mindset, right? We talked about public speaking tactics and we talked about practicing your craft. So work on doing all of these things, right? Work on doing all of these things and really enhancing your level of expertise within your, within your um, employees, right? And teach them these valuable skills. And you're gonna see that, uh, that human to human connection between them and the internal customer and the, and, or the external customer is really going to increase your bottom line and get you the results that you desire. Back to you all. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. It's always a pleasure being on the platform with you, sister. Uh, you are so welcome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. Practice, practice, yeah. practice, practice, yes. practice, practice. Absolutely. Thank you. We're going to introduce our next speaker. Our next speaker is Mark Kwan. He is a founder and CEO of the Perfect per Portfolio, a division of Remy Group Incorporated. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Mark Kwan. Hello, everybody. Good to have you. Have you. Oh, great, great, great. Thanks for having me here today, anyways. Um, but anyways, my name is Mark Kwan. I am a Canadian. I was Canadian born. Um, I, I actually came here to the United States with no green card uh, 19 years ago. Um, I don't have a high school diploma. I don't have a college diploma. And I got my first job was a security guard for $6.15 an hour. And I wanted to say that because I started at the bottom. My family grew up in poverty. We, had, we were on the social programs. I grew up in the bad neighborhoods. I grew up with the bad kids. And I want to say that to inspire you that, that you can really um, improve your life if you do some things. And one is be careful, change your associations is one thing I learned a long time ago when I first came to California. And I started associating with people that were moving in the right direction. I saw people that had um, financial security and I had people that had um, you know, freedom. And I said, I wanna become like these, go these people. So I started investing in myself. Um, I started investing in, in the time and I started reading books and I started investing time in seminars to learn and books. And then I was reading it, I was listening, sitting in a seminar a very long time ago by a guy named John Maxwell. And John Maxwell said, hey, you can write a book. There was 3,000 people in the seminar. And maybe I was the only one that was listening. And, and, I, and he said, you have to read, write, and think. And I said, well, I'm not, I was never a good student. I don't have a high school or college diploma. I hated school and reading, but maybe I can write a book. And then I, started, I wrote a book called Rich Man, Poor Bank. And it teaches you what the banks don't want you to know about money. And what it teaches you is that when financial education goes up, bank profit goes down. But the crazy thing is when financial education goes down, bank profit goes up. So it tells you about how the banking industry works. It talks about inflation and all the things that were happening in the economy. Now this book took me five years to write. Then I was in a hospital bed at age 40, having a heart and valve repair. And I woke up and I said, uh, I was in the hospital in the intensive care unit of USC CAC hospital. And I said, great opportunity, time to write a book. So I wrote a book called Top 10 Ways to Avoid Taxes. Um, in the intensive care unit of USC Keck Hospital. I'm just saying the Norcos, maybe I was, I was really fast at writing on Norcos, totally different point. But then uh, um, during coronavirus, um, I wrote another book called Top 25 Ways an IUL Can Secure Your Financial Future. Um, that was my third book. It became an Amazon bestseller. So I, I really want to say that the possibilities are endless if you basically change your associations. I was once told you become the average of the five people you hang around with most. So my biggest point today is, is um, if, if you wanna change your life, simply change your associations. 
and do a couple of things. Realize that business ownership is the key to financial independence. I'm for, I became financially independent at 43 years old, and now I'm, building, I'm working on building huge wealth. I started the Perfect Portfolio as a school to teach people how to become financially independent at a, at a young age. I don't believe or recommend retirement accounts. Um, if, you, if you want to retire when you're 65, great. If you want to get a high financial IQ and retire early, you're going to have to change your entire focus. So again, it's all on associations and where you get your advice from. So my first thing is invest in yourself. Um, learn, to, learn to run a business. Um, learn to uh, get the skills. Learn to speak the language of money. If you want to learn to speak the language of money, you have to learn the words. Then you have to use the word in a sentence. And then you have to be able to explain that topic to others. That's the only way you're going to learn finances. So if you follow that road, then you're going to need a great CPA and just do one thing every single day. I tell this on my class to my students all the time, raise your financial IQ a little bit every single day. You may go, I only did it a little bit today, but do it for 365 days and just see what happens to your life. I think we're in the greatest opportunity ever to become financial independent at a very, very young age. You guys have resources that you never had that I never had access to with the internet and things like that. So um, I encourage you guys, get out there, raise your financial education and retire early. Don't, don't put your mindset to retire at 65 or 70 years old. It's just not gonna work with the way the, with the, way the economy is and especially with inflation. So um, I, I, hope, I hope I'm the, the poster child for, yes, you can do it guys. I really hope you guys believe in that and um, you know, have any questions i'm you know i'm reachable on social media so all right guys thank you so much for having me on here to, to speak to you today and uh you know i hope you guys can go out and uh take this and uh retire early thank you mark thank you mark i plan on retiring early uh, i'm, I'm, cool. I'm working awesome. on it already absolutely <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story our next speaker is Joey Abbott. Joey Abbott is a financial consultant, entrepreneur, and leader in the financial services industry. Through education and non-judgmental, but honest consulting, Joey has helped thousands of families across the nation eliminate over $50 million of debt, while also assisting them to secure their financial future through investments, savings, and insurance plans. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Joey Abbott. Zoe Abbott, I'm sorry. Zoe, thank you so much. I apologize much. for that, Zoe. It's okay. It's totally fine. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm. I feel very um, privileged to be invited to the summit. Um, yeah. So, just a little bit about me. I come from a nonprofit background. I worked in counseling for more than ten years, and uh, it really was when I needed. When I found out that I was pregnant, I had to. Uh, you know, my husband and I had to figure out at the time what I needed to do, you know, to support a family. And uh, so I looked to finance as a great area that I could plant my flag and make a difference and help people. Because from my background, I noticed that the two major areas of ruin for individuals were finance and relationships. So I decided to go into that area and, you know, as a mom, part-time raising my daughter from home, I started a business and that was um, about seven years ago at this point. And I built this business. Um, I part-time, I 
you know, made six figures my first year and have continued to expand every year since. And I really, really feel strongly about helping people to become educated, you know, knowledge is power, just to kind of um, add to what Mark was saying earlier, you know, I've actually read his books, they're amazing. He really knows a lot about, um, about finance and education. I completely agree with everything that he said. Um, and I'm very much an advocate for education, knowledge, et cetera. Um, I, one of the things, you know, growing up in terms of my background too, is I didn't get financial help or education. And, um, probably the saddest thing that I, experience was my father going through bankruptcy three times in his life. He actually passed away of a stroke in his fifties, mid his third bankruptcy. And so I'm very, very passionate about helping people to never have that sort of thing happen to them. Um, so I, you know, I help people through one-on-one people can easily reach out to me through, uh, my website, thezoeabbott.com and through my social media, the Zoe Abbott on Instagram. I coach people directly. I help people to build businesses and financial services. Um, I've also been through a complete journey personally. I uh, transformed my life and my body. I used to be over 300 pounds and I lost 150 plus pounds. So, you know, there's a lot that people can get by connecting up with me, whether it just be getting their life in order, uh, getting their financial lives in order. And um, I thank you so much for inviting me here. Um, I have, I am working on putting together a book and a group and a whole plan like that. I don't have that, but in the meantime, I can definitely vouch for Mark Kwan's books. They're awesome. And every single person that uh, works with me that has read them and applies them. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Zoe. And congratulations on your weight loss goals as well. Thank you. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing, Zoe. Awesome. 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 Our next speaker is Eric K. Hudson. Eric is an American businessman, investor, and philanthropist. He is the founder and chief investment officer of Hudson Wealth Management, an investment advisory firm he established in 2018. From humble beginnings, Hudson was raised in Chicago, Illinois, in lower class socioeconomic environments and decided to focus on academics and athletics as his way out. Upon graduating from high school, he shipped out to the South to study business management and played football for Alabama A&M University. After completing undergrad, he went to serve for several years in the U.S. Army as a combat logistics officer to join the fight against terrorism. After his Army tenure, Hudson spent numerous years working in the building materials industry while he was earning an MBA in finance along the way at Colorado Te Technical University. He is currently pursuing a PhD in finance while operating his wealth management firm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Eric K. Hudson. All right. Thank you very much for the introduction, Dr. James. Is, is my audio fine? Everyone can hear me? Okay. Uh, again, uh, I'm... So this is interesting because the, the topic I'm going to briefly touch on is something I, I considered. I don't speak about much in public forums. Uh, so I was actually a little hesitant to actually even, even touch on this topic. But since it's only a few minutes, I figured, you know, it'll be pretty safe and just kind of touch on it from a high level. So I, I'll just kind of get straight to the point of 
you know, I, I specialize in investing in the financial markets and that's pretty much how I found my way from a financial standpoint. And there is uh, one of the best kept secrets when it comes to investing in the financial markets is this, this thing called small cap stocks. Uh, just out of curiosity real quick, has anyone in the room heard of small cap stocks or knows any, any idea of what it is or anything like that? Oh, I, I know you, James, of course. Okay, Mark, yep. Gigi, okay, okay. So it, it, essentially the, the reason why small cap stocks and, uh, and, and just a brief definition behind it. So there, there's basically three tiers of, of levels when it comes to stock that you have your small cap stocks, mid cap stocks and large cap stocks. And the, the cap stands for capitalization. So, so basically in a nutshell, uh, the market capitalization, the, the total market value that it will take to buy an entire business. Like if you look at Apple, for example, I think Apple is at like 2 trillion right now, total market capitalization. That's, that's the entire amount of, of capital it would take to acquire the entire company. So that, that's the, the concept behind capitalization. Now, more specifically, small cap stocks, and this is really how I got my foot started into this, this industry and how I got to where I am today is, and, and, and this, is, this is more so for, this is how, essentially how the, the smaller guys and gals can compete with the big guys on Wall Street, like the big hedge firms and you know venture capitalists and so on and so forth. If you're someone like me who doesn't come from much, I, I kind of come from a, a background of generational welfare, so to speak. And I set out on a journey to change that to generational wealth. You don't have much to start out with. So this is for the people who don't have, you know, tens of millions of dollars of investable assets. Well, what's your edge? How can you compete with the big guys? So essentially, you know, some of the advantages that comes with investing or utilizing small cap stocks is, is for one, your big mutual fund companies, your big hedge fund firms, and so on and so forth, they can't really operate and compete in a small cap space because it's, it's not it's not enough to move the needle. Like for example, you know Warren Buffett, he he says all the time that the, the biggest enemy to long term growth in, in stocks is having a you know a, a large pool of assets to to manage. The larger it gets. The, the more difficult it is to find lucrative investment opportunities in the marketplace. That's why you see Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, you know, sitting on record level uh, amount of cash because the bigger he gets, the more difficult it gets. So that, that's the good news for the, the, the smaller person in, in the market. So essentially, when you're looking at small cap stocks, you know, uh, they, they, the big guys can't operate in that space in, in most cases. So that, that's one big major advantage right there. And then number two is it, it, you, there's, on average, you, you can find a lot more hidden gems within a small cap space as compared to the large cap. So when I say large cap, again, you think about your, your mainstream companies that everybody is aware of. I mean, like a, a Netflix, Disney, Tesla, Apple, you know, these are all major corporations that operate in the large cap space. And you know, with business one-on-one, the bigger a business grows, and you know, more often than not, the more thinner your margins get over time. There's less runway for growth. 
So that's another advantage that comes with, you know, navigating within a small cap space when it comes to looking for areas to put your money for long-term investments. Now, the downside, the downside, again, piggyback to what I'm saying about the larger your assets grow, the more difficult it is. The downside is that that as, as your assets begin to grow over, over you know, years of compound interest within this space, then it becomes more difficult and you may have to graduate into the mid cap space and, and so on and so forth. But you know, I started out on this journey uh, uh, doing it on my own for about 10 years, investing my own cap capital, really starting out with just a couple hundred dollars, literally. And then eventually in 2019, I started my own private uh, wealth management firm where you know we don't do any any front-facing marketing. There's no advertising or anything like that because I specialize and my firm specializes in a small cap space. So we're not really open to just just trying to invite everyone in. So it's more so word of mouth uh, type of uh, situation where you bring in assets and it's it's a you know highly selective uh, screening process when we look at potential clients slash business partners and so on and so forth. So. That, that's a little over a few minutes, five or six minutes or so. So I just wanted to share that tidbit. And, you know, as it, if anyone wants to uh, chat offline or connect later on, I, I mean, this this is the, the space that I obsess about. So I can talk about this for hours. So again, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric, for sharing your journey with us and being transparent. Thank you. Our next speaker is Jim Laster. He has my he has my last name, but his first name, right? You guys get that? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> James Laster, he's a master of education, master financial planner, and CEO of James Laster Financial. James holds licenses in life, health, annuities, and long-term care. For over a decade, he has been a proud member of the financial services industry. He loves serving his community of Ashburn, Virginia, and carries the highly regarded title of being a certified chapter president of SOFA, S-O-F-A, a 501c3 nonprofit educating the public on financial wellness. James values education and study diligently to earn a master's of administration from George Mason University. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, James Laster. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to be here. I'm very pleased that Gigi and Dr. James has invited me. Man, this is loaded. Eric, I love you, man. I, I've been following this guy. Uh, Mark, the book is awesome. Zoe, I got several people who want to talk to you. Look, folks, I only got a couple minutes, so let's get right at it, all right? First and foremost, as a master financial planner, what I do is I take uh, uh, complex financial scenarios and combine them together with the right products to help you meet your financial goals. And this is one thing that I can tell you right now. Everyone out there financially, either you're sitting, standing, walking, running, flying, or you're soaring. And when you're soaring, that means that you are earning passive income, so there's no need for you to be working. So how soon can you get there? So let me give you seven things that you can do right now, right now, that you can start soaring, on your way to soaring. Number one, decide what type of lifestyle that you would like to have. 
Talk about it. Write it. Come on. Be transparent with yourself. You know if you can do it and you can do it if you think you can do it. So now you have to fix your mindset. Number two, talk about money. Talk about money. Some of my most affluent families, they talk about money like it's nothing. On the on the flip side, Think, think about everybody else. It's so taboo to talk about money at the dinner table. It's so taboo to talk about money with your friends. It's so taboo to talk about money at church. It's taboo to talk about money politically, right? But what do we need to talk about? What did Mark say? Financial education needs to go up. Number three, make your goals. What goals do you have and what goals do you need to have to make ends meet? Many people are struggling to make those ends meet. And, and, and why? Because you did not talk about those goals. You did not write those goals down. The very next thing, number four, how much do you need to make those ends meet? How much do you need? Right. Come up with that number. Now, those are the easy ones. Those are the easy ones. Let's talk about number five. Number five is you have to be intentional about all of these things. And what do I mean by intentional? You have to have a report. You have to have your personal financial report and you have to have your personal balance sheets. And every single month you're sitting there and you're looking at your balance sheet. You're looking at your financial uh, statement. What changes? What needs to change? Where are you at? And I would I would challenge you to write it down by hand. Why? It's called kinesthetic learning. Why do you want kinesthetic learning? Because when you're in the buying and you're shopping, ladies, you see that nice pair of shoes in the back of your mind. You're going to remember. You wrote it down just like you clean, uh, just like you made a meal, a delicious meal. You're going to remember what ingredients you have, just like you're going to remember how much money you have. Should you spend that money? Well, if you did your financial statement, if you did your balance book, you know if you have it or if you don't. Number six, be accountable with those reports. Be accountable with those reports. Those reports should be a living statement. They should be a living statement. It should not just be sitting there stagnant, right? Okay, I said all of that to get to number seven. Number seven is where I have fun at. This is where I have the most fun so you can have to bear with me. Look, number seven, L-U-A. Somebody write that down, L-U-A. That's learn, understand, and apply. I love all of you who are listening, definitely all of you who are listening on the playback, okay? This is going all out. This is global, okay? So learn, 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 learn. That means you're absorbing knowledge, right? Number two, you got to understand. So that's a level of comprehension. That's where it takes a lot of people a little bit extra time, but it's okay. Anybody with a C plus average, one of my most affluent clients that has a fifth grade education, okay? So you have to continue comprehending, but here's the most important part, the apply. You have to apply the knowledge. You have to implement that knowledge. All of that to say, you need to start learning how to leverage all of your cash flow. Let's say if you make $100,000 a year, after 10 years, a million dollars has went through your bank account. What did you do with it? Folks, did you know that you can leverage 3% or more on every single dollar you earn for the rest of your life by just using the right financial products, right? You can leverage 3% for the rest of your life on that million dollars. 20 years, that's $2 million. Now you're earning three to 5% on, on, on $2 million that you earn. You don't spend that money already. These are the financial concepts that we teach people and we provide you a financial GPS so you can start tracking this for yourself. By the way, it's free. We're supported by several nonprofit organizations. So there's no charge for that. So there's no reason that you did not listen to Eric talk about small cap stocks. There's no reason that you didn't start your education reading what Mark was talking about. Hey, this is how the banks make money and the same way that you're able to leverage every single dollar that you earn that three to five percent on every single dollar that you earn folks 
Go to the FDIC website. You'll see that banks are already doing this. You can do this personally at home. Okay. Simple financial concepts. They don't teach this in school. If you do your homework, 1933, they stopped financial education in the schools, right? In 1950, if you talk to your grandparents, they used to balance their checkbook. Now they don't do that no more. Why? Because it's too lucrative not to teach you how to spend your money, how to save your money. Folks, many of you don't know this, but you can retire in 10 to 12 years. Mm, they don't want you to know that. <laughs> Come on now. All right. I've worked with a lot of single moms that we use products to replace their income. And when they replace the income, guess what? I don't care that you got divorced. I don't care you had kids early. They were able to go back to school. They were able to start living their passions and living their dreams all because they had a personal financial statement. They had a balance sheet. They knew where they stood. So now they are preparing themselves to start soaring. I'm James Flaster, Master Financial Planner, CEO of Flaster Financial Consultants. Check us out online. Definitely check out Gigi. Always great content that Gigi has. Oh my God, wonderful. But when you start getting down to the nitty gritty, you can go to lasterfinancial.com, activate your financial GPS. You can just start absorbing all the content. The, the information is free. The information is free. You should just start comprehending and then start applying it in your own financial life. God bless you guys. Take care. Very powerful. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. I love your energy. I hope you guys wrote that down. Number one, decide your lifestyle. Number two, talk about money. Number three, make your goals. Number four, how much do you need? Be intentional. Number five. Number six, be accountable. Number seven, LUA, learn, understand, and apply. Read that one again. Learn, understand, and apply. Thank you again, James, for sharing. Uh, we do have one final speaker, but before we before I introduce her, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Ragnay Sinekis. She is the founder of World Women Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs TV, Changemakers, Coach and Public Speaker, Michael D. Butler. He is the CEO of Beyond Publishing, Book Publisher, Global Speaker, Media Coach, Daniel Gomez, Keynote Speaker, Corporate Trainer, Executive Coach, Confidence Architect and Author, Melanie Ake. She is the founder of Everyday Leaders, Professional Coaching and Consulting, and she is also a certified John Maxwell Team Leadership Coach. And of course, slash yours truly, Dr. Lakeisha James. I am the CEO and founder of Designer Events by Lakeisha, and I am located in Georgia. So our final speaker is Jennifer Watson. Jennifer Watson, it's the owner of Jennifer Watson Leadership, a dynamic speaker and coach with a gift for intuitive and visionary coaching. She is an expert in wellness, leadership development, identity, and mental edge enhancement, high performance, post-trauma, growth, movement, and change adapting. I got tongue tied saying that. That's a lot. It's amazing. And, and soul-aligned living mastery, incorporating expertise along with her athletic gift as a former collegiate athlete and All-American, she has had the honor to share her message on the TEDx stage, NBC, Fox Radio, and Top Summit podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next and last speaker, Jennifer Watson. Woohoo! After James, man, it's hard to follow up with that, man. But the energy is real. I love this group. So much value has been shared. Yes, my name is Jennifer Watson, and I love being a part of summits like this and providing so much different value. So thank you for having me, Gigi. This is just absolutely amazing. So I come grassroots as a practitioner. I've had two brick and mortar PT practices. They were their mind, body, soul, integrated and holistic. And that's where I started my grassroots and naturally went into wellness coaching and ultimately 
constant leadership coaching for high performance business leaders and entrepreneurs. And that's what I do now, along with speaking on stages. I love to speak and see the, the room just shift with the knowledge that's being offered. So this is my journey. And I'm so glad I get to share some things to all you business leaders, because we are, I truly believe in a different era. And we do need more cutting edge techniques to actually take our business to the next level, an accelerated level. And I believe all of you have mentioned things that's going to allow us to do that. One thing I always look at when I work with business leaders is really stepping back to what their vision is, everyone. A lot of us hear about this at the beginning of the year, like we put everything on our vision board, right? How many of us have done that? I'm not saying that's bad, right? But we have to go deeper with vision casting as business leaders, especially after the last two years. A lot has shifted in what our beliefs, our values, our habits, and our skills are. So I'm a big believer in going deeper on vision casting because vision is your true north. It is truly your compass to everything that you want in your business. And I believe the big domino. So I want to give you guys three steps, three powerful steps that help you double a bit more powerfully into your vision for your business. And for that matter, your life, because I don't know about the rest of you, but I want to build my business around my life, not my life around my business. I really value so many of the things um, beyond the, the business to create impact in. So these three tips, be writing them down, everybody. Before you go into vision casting for your business, again, remember, this is a big domino. We need to look at four components as the business leader, the entrepreneur, everybody think about this, your values, your beliefs, your habits, and your skills, your values, your beliefs, your habits, and your skills. This is you as the business leader, entrepreneur, your values is truly your compass. Again, your true North. My values for instance, are business, personal development, spirituality, self-love, and contribution. You should be able to name those just like that, you guys, your core values, because it dictates what you want to do in your business. The second is your beliefs. We want to do an audit on our beliefs. What's going on in our brain every day? Are they negative beliefs about us and our business? Are they positive? Are they more aligned where we want to take our business and the impact we want to create? Do an audit on that. Maybe you need to get a coach. Maybe you have someone come in to help you align your beliefs with where you wanna go with your business, no matter what your goals are. So do an audit on that, everyone. 70% of our beliefs that go through our head every day are often negative, right? So we wanna catch ourselves and realign with beliefs that actually align with the goals that we want in our business. Really be super honest with that. That allows you to take steps in your goals more effectively. Third, again, now we get to work on habits, right? Our behaviors that are aligned with our vision. Again, this is where it's great to have coach and other people around you to actually keep you accountable, really keeping yourself in contact with high achieving, high performers that can allow you to stay in alignment with your habits and your behaviors. Fourth, the one that we miss a lot is the skills. Everyone in the last two years, we've seen a lot of people have to take on new skills, right? We've had to shift maybe in our business. Just because you have great values, you have great beliefs, you think you can do it, and you have great habits, if you haven't gone to you know military you know academy you're probably not going to be going out on the front field if you haven't gone to med school you probably aren't going to be the person doing the cardiac surgery right we need to acquire skills and if there's skills that you don't want to acquire getting a team to delegate to bring on the skills that are aligned with where you want to take your vision of your business and your impact forward so those are the four things first that i start with everyone we, we have to realign those. Some of those things have changed in the last couple of years and we wanna make sure they're all aligned before you start your vision casting. 
From there, the second component is looking at the, what do we call the eight categories of your life that influence your business and your business influences as well. Your business or career, your wealth, your intimate relationships, your family and friends, your fun and adventure, your actual physical environment. Your last two is self-development or personal development and health. Do an audit on all those. What are low on the list? What do you feel like you're doing well in? Do you want to see some of those come up a little bit higher on the list? Okay. Do an audit, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, where you're at on that. You're not necessarily going to be at 10 to 10 on all of them, but maybe you want to pull some of that into your vision casting for your business. After we've done that, you guys, we've gone through your values, your beliefs, your habits, your skills. Now we've gone through the eight categories that really matter in your life. We've rated them. Now, this is where you get to do the vision casting. You take the pen. I call it the lucky minutes, seven minutes, where you don't let that pen leave the paper and you start just writing, not thinking about, oh, I can't, or I can, the blocks, anything like that. You just start writing down what you want, whether it's business or beyond. And it's really your spiritual truth coming forward now because you primed it with these other two steps, everybody. And you write down for a total of seven minutes. And that final step, the icing on the cake, is circling your top 10, everyone. Circling your top 10 or highlighting them. Sometimes this is where I encourage my business leaders to go on a walk, to kind of move some of the process through and come back to the list. Those top five are the things that give you the most fire. That's telling you intuitively where you need to direct yourself in your business in your next steps. Often all the ancillary, the secondary, you know, issues that come up in business can be resolved by these top 10 for you. These are your superpowers coming up. These are your spiritual truths. These are things that are so on fire with you, everyone. That is my three-step process. And I go a little bit deeper that when I coach a lot of business leaders, but if this is a great, powerful start. And I learned this particular technique from my colleague and coach Joel Brown, and I've been using it on a lot of my leaders and they have taken their business, everybody to the next level. They've had all the systems. They're communicating well, like Christy was saying, that is so powerful that we need in our businesses to communicate well. I teach that a lot as well in public speaking, but I'm telling you, we need to go back to vision casting. It is the creme de la creme. It is your true north. And when you get that really dialed in, everything else we're talking about here, the money mindset, you know, where we want to go and connecting with people start naturally coming to you because you're really anchored to that. So those are the top three things I would say to do for vision casting for your business and beyond. It's been a pleasure being here. I honor all of you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to connect with me. I'm at jenniferwatsonleadership.com, but I hope you got something out of that. It's a powerful three steps and I love all of you. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. So that concludes our, I'm sorry. My thing is not Wait, Dr. James. I'm sorry. Hey, here you go. So that concludes our event. Of course, we have some closing remarks by our co-host and then our host, Donna Campbell. She's our co-host. So we're ready for your closing remarks. Dr. James, we actually do have Michael Silvers here. Oh, he's coming in. Yes, okay. Ma Rewind. We have another speaker. <laughs> okay. Hi, Michael. So I'm going to introduce our speaker, Michael. There's always one more, right? You know, absolutely, absolutely. Let me <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so our last speaker is Michael Shivers. Shivers, I'm sorry. He's an executive vice president, global training for Power Team International. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Michael Shivers. 
Hey there, everybody. No, you did good. It's Asky Silvers, but it's all good. I've only done, it's all good. I've done like 5,000 of these and, <laughs> and you should see what I do the names. It's not fun. Um, it's, it's, you know, you got to have fun at what you do. So the, the thing that I'll cover really quick, and, and again, anybody can ask any questions if they want. I know there's only a couple minutes, but it's about mentoring and I'll do just a little what we call earn the right. Um, so, uh, I'll give my, here's my one minute. It's really it went from uh, born and raised in LA, LAPD officer, all the way to, um, <laughs> to clinical psych, to master's clinical psych, children and adults worked as a male nurse, male nurse jokes were done. Um, and then dove really into business, business development with my wife, uh, worked with Bob Proctor for a long time. I actually ran, uh, peak potentials and, and, and with Harvecker and put Tony Robbins around the world, Robert Kiyosaki. So I've done a lot, done a lot on the stage. And the biggest thing that I've ever, and my business partner currently was Tony Robbins VP for 18 years. And the biggest thing that I learned working with her is how incredible, write this down, mentoring, write the word down, mentoring. And it's incredible that to have a mentor in your life, what that means. And here's the distinction. So we ran a big coaching division, right? We were, we were, we were fairly large. <laughs> we were in about 22 countries. Um, and the biggest thing about coaching is a coach is going to get you where you need to go. They're going to help you along the way. But it is truly about mentoring that makes a difference because a coach doesn't have to be there already. A coach is basically somebody who, this is the clinical term, kicks your, you know what, um, keeps you in direction and motion and moving, makes the adjustments and helps you. But they are probably not financially or physically or anything else where you want to be. They're not down that path. The distinction then of a mentor is a mentor is down that path. So they might be financially where you want to be. They might be physically where you want to be. It might be about food, whatever it is. And the difference is with a mentor, there might be a structure more where they sort of, it's not tell you what to do. So you've got to be coachable. But with my mentor, I just listen. I do not talk. I do not. I, I Here's where I'm at. And then she says this, this, look, she, <laughs> she built Robin's research with Tony. They've done a couple of things, 82 countries together. And for me, it's listen, listen, listen. And so when you get a mentor, it's truly important. Here's, I always did the, the three rules for success, very simply, are to, is to have three coaches, two mentors, and a mastermind. Write that down. Three coaches, two mentors, and a mastermind. One coach, very simply, is going to be the coach who keeps you moving forward, your accountability coach. One coach is typically knows a little bit more about your business and will help direction and focus, but make sure your vision is clear. Without your vision, you're not going anywhere. And then it's the, you have the two, you have the last coach. That's typically your physical body, your health, your, your mental, whatever that is. Um, your spiritual, whatever that is for you, the two mentors, typically it's, they can be anything. And, to, and you're going to pay a lot for mentors. Say, I will invest in myself because um, people always try to, well, I've got, you know, my, my mentor is the greatest mentor. It's my broke brother-in-law, but he's a great mentor. Okay. We need to stop that. Okay. Because the mentor needs to be further down the road than you. And the last piece is the mastermind. Make sure that you have a group of individuals surrounding you that will create something out of nothing. If you don't know what else to do, grab uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. So, but those are the steps to really move yourself forward at all times. We didn't get to 82 countries and 3 million participants by word of mouth without knowing the vision clearly of where we wanted to go. Does that make sense? And, and we didn't do it without having mentors. Because if you look at the people were in the level before when we started, it was Jim Rohn. And if you've never listened to Jim Rohn, who's passed away now, you've got to just jump onto YouTube, Jim R-O-H-N. It will change your life. 
Jim and Jim, Jim Rohn and Jim Britt trained Tony, right? So there's always a mentor. And if you go back to Jim, then you can go, we can go to Nightingale. I can keep going back and back. So for me, I've always surrounded myself with mentors. I look for the people that are really, you know, further than I am. And you want to do that in your business. It will make your business grow faster than you've ever been able to grow. And so we create something called the Mentor Studio for mentors to get together. And if you want to reach me, it's very simple. And, it, and this works more in America than it does in other places because it's a U.S. text opt-in. But just text TMS to 26786. We can help you down the path. But if you do nothing else from this call and from these great speakers you've had on and the great sponsorships, get a mentor. Okay, write that down. Get a mentor. Did I say that again? Get a mentor. Okay. <laughs> so, and make sure that you're locked and loaded for your business. You know, I really appreciate this time. You guys are doing awesome. It is the foundational piece of every business. Always here to help. It's because Mary and I are in our, we're in our legacy time, which is we're leaving this. It's to our grandkids. Everything we do now, is it going to help our grandkids and the world around us? And that's what, how we do and make decisions now. So I wanted to thank you all for letting me have this time. And hopefully you learned one thing today from this amazing group of panelists and speakers. And I'm good. Thank you, Michael. You're very welcome. Thank you, Michael. So we have thank some closing remarks by our co-host, Donna Campbell, and then by our host, Gigi Sabat. And then yeah. we'll have closing prayer. Sorry. <laughs> And thank you everybody for having us here and sharing in the different forums. Hopefully you took something away from this. And even as Michael Silvers talked about creating something out of nothing as a mastermind, this is a group of community like-minded people coming together for a common cause to make a difference and an impact in the world. So go forward, keep going, make your impact and be blessed. Thank you, Donna. All right, Gigi, close us out. Absolutely. Again, thank you all for being here today. Thank you to our speakers and our sponsors. You, you all did absolutely amazing. I mean, this is phenomenal content that you, you all and value you all provided today. If you're listening to this message today, do not give up on your financial goals. I'll say it again. Do not give up on your financial goals. And I'll say it one more time. Do not give up on your financial goals. All things are possible. You can and you will achieve your financial goals. I believe in you. Don't give up. If there is a financial goal that you have set aside or a business goal, I encourage you to go back to that goal because I believe in you. I believe you can achieve anything you set your mind to. And if you have a negative mindset today, I encourage you to shift your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset and then maintain that positive mindset. And that is what we call a resilient mindset. Your ability to bounce back after a major challenge has occurred in your life to bounce back. If you face a financial struggle or business struggle, especially during this time and during COVID, I encourage you to get back up and keep up the good fight. And as Michael Silver said today, get a mentor. If you need a mentor, get a mentor. He stated it a few times. <laughs> get a mentor. Thank you all. God bless you and be safe. Yeah, get a mentor. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to close out in prayer.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this day, Father, that you've made, and we're exceedingly rejoicing in it. We thank you for these amazing individuals that share their expertise on today on business and finance. We thank you, Father, for the gift that they've given to the world, Father. As I always say, their story is not for them, but for someone else. We thank you right now for their journey, for their path that they're creating, Father, and leaving a legacy, Father, for the ones that they're touching in the business world and the financial world. We thank you again for everyone that's attached to them. We thank you for their businesses, Father. We ask that you multiply them right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for Gigi, the one the one that always brings everyone together for the common good. We thank you, Father, for her vision, for what you instilled in her, for what you given her to birth, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for our co-host, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for everyone that's attached here. We thank you for the ones that were watching. We thank you for the ones that could not watch, Father. And we ask you to continue to allow us to be a blessing, Father, in the lives of the people that we touch. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all. God bless you and be safe.